Before we get to episode 178, I'd like to take a moment to ask for your support of the Keystone Chapter of the National Federation of the Blind of Pennsylvania. Go to supportkeystonechapter.org. Scroll down, you'll see a text field there. It's got $50 in it. Now, you don't have to give $50 to make a difference. Any amount you give would be greatly appreciated. So put in whatever you feel comfortable with. Again, that's supportkeystonechapter.org. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. From Studio B in Swarthmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies. Hello there, and welcome to episode 178 of the I Can't See You podcast. My name is David at David Benj on all the socials. I really do appreciate you joining me for today's episode, and I've got a few things to talk about, but there's been one that I've been forgetting to bring up over the last few weeks. I had complained a couple of weeks ago, or might be even a month ago now, about the independence market, and I had tried to place an order and tried to place an order while I finally actually placed the order, and I got my order within about three days or two days. Now, again, it's not too big of a deal since I'm in suburban Philadelphia, and the independence market is in Baltimore. So it really is only a one-day ship. It's just a matter of how quickly they would get this stuff out. Turns out they got it out very quickly, like I said, and I had it within a couple of days. The problem I have is I hate two of the three items that I ordered. I ordered a talking bathroom scale and I ordered a talking food scale. And the food scale, I had a previous model similar to this one, if not identical. And the issue with it is it takes forever to measure if you're pouring something or measuring something that you have to continually add. You've got to wait, you've got to put something on, then wait more than a couple of seconds for it to register. And obviously when you're pouring, and I've mentioned it before, that when I make tea or any kind of things like that, use a sauce, I have to have a pretty accurate reading fairly quickly because I'm pouring something. So more keeps coming as I try to keep putting it in, getting to the right number that I need. So the food scale is a bust and I don't, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it because I had used a gift certificate that I won. I wasn't going to send it back. So I'm going to see who, if anyone would like it and give it a try. I don't know if it would be worthwhile even without the talking, again, because of the delay. Now, if you're just weighing solid foods and you have a little extra time when you're in the kitchen, it may work for you. So if you'd like the talking food scale, let me know. I can't see you podcast at gmail.com or call the number 646-926-6350 and let me know and I will send that to you. The other one is the bathroom scale. And I was really hopeful for this because... I have trouble seeing the scale that we have. Now, since my surgery, it's a little bit easier, especially on days when it's cloudy outside. And maybe by the time my eye finishes healing in the next couple of months, maybe I'll be able to see it most days. As I mentioned a few episodes ago, I went from being able to see it on some days to basically only being able to see it at nighttime when it was dark and there was no glare and... Even then, it was a struggle. Now, on most days now, as long as the sun is not shining in my face, I can make out what it is. Now, sometimes I don't see the fraction of a pound because it does go one decimal point to the right, but I get enough information to be able to read 
and I, I want to say the numbers are two or three inches big, uh, I get to see, I can see that. And that's all I really care about. I, I check it twice to make sure it's accurate. The talking bathroom scale was off by about three pounds. And in fact, when I tried it a couple of times, I got on, it gave me the wrong amount, which our normal bathroom scale does. And then usually with our normal bathroom scale, when you get on again, it gives you the accurate weight. With this one, I got on, checked my weight, got off, checked it again. It said the exact same thing. But each time that I got off, there was a, a small amount of weight on there. I, I want to say it was 3.4 pounds or 2.8 pounds. I don't remember what it is. And Liz was there to watch it happen since I, I didn't want to... I don't, I didn't want to seem like I was crazy in imagining it. I really don't know why it was like that, and I don't know how to fix it to make it work properly. So I don't know how accurate that would be, and I know the other one is accurate because Liz also tried it. <laughs> and in fact, Liz all along said she would never use a talking bathroom scale because she doesn't want everybody in the house to know how much she weighs. She had taken it into the bedroom when I was getting in the shower one day and I could hear it through the bathroom door and through our bedroom door. <laughs> so I said, is that weight right? Or is, is that the wrong number? And she was mad that I heard it. <laughs> so I'm not sure what to do about that. But one of the things that kind of irritates me, there are so many good products out on the market that just don't speak or let someone with a visual impairment know what that number is, why can't they just add to those items? Why can't they add a talking component to those items? It doesn't have to be the most pleasant voice. And in fact, the voice of these two scales is not pleasant at all. Not at all. So, and in fact, it's the same voice. So I think it's the same lady doing it. And again, it's not really a lady. It's a machine doing the talking. So that's the update on that order which again, I was very disappointed. Again, I'm just looking around to find something that will work for me as a bathroom scale because it is difficult to see and I don't know if I'm going to be able to continually read the current scale that we have. At this point, I'm gonna wait until a couple more months go by to see how the healing goes, to see that if I can see it on most days, I'll probably let it go and not worry about it. The food scale, on the other hand, the scale that I have now which also does not talk, but I have loved for the last 12 or 13 years. And again, it's, I, I've had multiple versions of this because we've poured water on it and ruined it and dropped it and ruined it. We might have had four or five of these scales, uh, including one that Jane has in her apartment in New York. Now, if this one came with a talking component, it would be the best scale ever, and it's an Eat Smart scale. I'll put a link in the show notes if you're looking for a food scale. This one is a great one. I just have trouble seeing it. The LCD food scale that I have would be maybe a little bit easier to read if it were an LED scale, just because the background would be dark and the numbers would be light. That's what our bathroom scale is, LED. I'm guessing that that's more expensive or harder to make because most things now are LCD. And I just wish that there was a better option out there for me as far as the food scales go. And I've looked around and like I said, this scale has been great. It goes up to 11 or 12 pounds. Obviously I'm not usually eating <laughs> that much, including the bowl, which it has a great tear weight. Everything about it is good, except for the fact it's hard for me to see. And again, there's just not as high a contrast on 
the LCD as there is on the LED. The LCD is a a light bluish background with a dark number. And again, anything that is light kind of makes it hard to see anything that's dark. That's why when I do use my computer and try to see things, I do have it reversed. I have uh, everything is dark and the text is light if I want to try and read it. As I promised a couple of weeks ago, Frank had called in with a tip about Bookshare. Now, Bookshare, if you're not familiar with it, is a way to read books that you otherwise wouldn't be able to read. It's something you can have on your phone as an app where you, let's say you want to read a popular book, and it actually will read it to you. I, for some reason, used to have it, and now I don't have it anymore. I'm not quite sure what happened with it. I just checked before hitting the record button to try Frank's option out that he gives, and I'll play that in a second. But I couldn't find the app, and I must have deleted the app either by mistake or when I couldn't get get it to work, I deleted it. I'm, I'm not quite sure what, what happened, but I'm going to try to figure it out. And it's a great way to read just about any book. There are other ways for books to be read. And there's something called Bard, which I have, but not every book is available on there. As Frank tells you in this, you can now use Bookshare to read a book on Alexa. And that would be great because I'm in the kitchen all the time, either doing something with Ziggy or cleaning the dishes or cooking or whatever. So that would be a great thing. So let's play Frank's tip for this week. Hey, Dave, it's Frank. Great news. Bookshare just came out with a skill for the A-Lady. I added it and linked my account. And if you add titles on the website to your Amazon wish list or reading list, It'll show up in your list of available items. The only problem is the two that I added were baseball-related, and it gave me an error that these are currently being converted to audiobooks. So I'm guessing it's not ready for prime time just yet. Keep up the great work and send my love to Ziggy. Thanks again to Frank for calling in and giving us that tip. And I am going to put that in a White Canes Connect episode as well, Frank, because I think that is a good tip. And I think there are more blind folks that listen to and use Bookshare on that than there are on, uh, I have as listeners on this uh, podcast. So I do appreciate that. And I am am sorry for your loss. Uh, Pardon the pun, but it was pugly. Frank lost the hockey finals to Nick and uh, Nick, Nick smoked him. I don't know what happened somewhere along the line. I don't know if one of your guys got hurt, Frank, or several of them, or the plane went down. Something bad happened to Frank's team somewhere along the way. And uh, he did not do well in the finals, lost by quite a bit, almost 200 points, if I remember correctly. And it was a good season, though. He had a great season. Nick had a great season. And uh, again, a lot lot of fun it was uh, for the All-Blind Fantasy Hockey League. So now, of course, my attention at least turns to football, and I know Frank does baseball. I know Brian, who's the commissioner of the leagues, he does baseball as well. I I don't have—it's a lot to do baseball. If you do any kind of fantasy sports, the difference between football and the other sports where there are games and multiple games during the week, it's just hard. You've got to invest a lot of time in that, and it turns out I don't know as much about hockey as I used to. 
since I had season tickets for the Flyers for all those years. Uh, but it was fun, and I do like it, and uh, I will play again next year. White King Kilas will be back. <laughs> I'm not sure it will be any better than this year, but uh, I did have fun, like I said, and it is a lot of fun to play, and uh, just everything that goes on. Same thing with the football, but the football, for whatever reason, like I said, because there's just one game a week usually for the teams, other than the ones that play on a Sunday and then again on Thursday, for the most part, it's a lot easier to stay on top of. And it's just a lot, it's just a lot of fun. All of it's a lot of fun. And I look forward to next football season. So not that many months off now. Now I do know, though I said to Liz the other day, uh, a couple of years ago, before the pandemic came, uh, so I guess 2019, summer of 2019, maybe, maybe it was the summer of 2018. Our draft was fairly early. It was uh, the 18th of August. And Liz and I went to a concert. And the head and the heart were the headliners. And that's when the draft was. So I ended up drafting a couple of kickers, a couple of tight ends. Now, I did get a couple of good tight ends, and I did get a couple of good quarterbacks at the time. I think I had Mahomes and I had Russell Wilson, but the rest of my team was terrible. <laughs> and I'm not quite sure how I ended up with all those duplicates of the top quality folks. Obviously, if you have Patrick Mahomes, you don't need to draft Russell Wilson. Why not get a decent running back? So I left it up to the uh, AI, and that AI took the day off evidently as well. So I'm looking forward to football and hoping that it's not the same day as the head and the heart if they're coming back around. <laughs> so I, I am excited for uh, summer concert season, just to roll into that. Uh, Liz and Jane told me a couple of days ago that there is a free summer block party coming up in June with fans joining. That's something Liz and I always loved going to, A, because it's free, and B, because it's something to do and it's outside. And Liz is still a little skittish about doing things inside, uh, whether it's eating out, and I'll talk about that more in a second, uh, or other things, going to an indoor concert, going to any kind of sporting event inside. Not that there's anything to go to in Philadelphia now because the flyers are done and Sixers are almost done. So uh, looking forward to the concerts coming back. The out outdoor concerts are great too. Again, as long as it doesn't rain, which, you know, sometimes it does. So the one thing that I mentioned last week, I, I talked about Felicia, Liz's mom, Grandmere, as I call her, and everybody else does, even, even Liz to, and her sisters to a degree. Uh, her funeral was this week. It was on Monday. And... <laughs> I hope it was enough for her if when she was thinking about how her funeral would be and how she expressed it to us, she wanted us all to wear Hawaiian shirts and she wanted it to be a celebration of her life, not a sad occasion. And I think it was pulled off. I, I kind of bailed on a complete Hawaiian shirt. I did have a Hawaiian shirt looking tie, however. We all had Hawaiian leis, which were very colorful. I don't know that they ever went to Hawaii, but they were always things, they were very bright and colorful and cheerful. And that was why Liz had thought that they would be a good idea, the, the leis. I think she took the Hawaiian theme a little, a little past what maybe Felicia had thought, but since we all didn't wear Hawaiian shirts, and a couple, a couple folks did. Uh, but it was a very nice service talked about some of the things that um, she would have wanted us to talk about. One thing we didn't bring up, which I told last week, was about the weather, which I think is kind of funny. But the one thing that sticks in my mind, and uh, Felicia was Catholic, 
The one thing that sticks in my mind as they were saying, absolve her of all her sins or something like that. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what were her sins? What could she have possibly done? Did she, did she take an extra, eat an extra Snickers bar one night after dinner? I, I mean, it just wasn't, it wasn't anything that, that she could have done that would have risen to what a normal sin, <laughs> sin was. You know, the uh, folks who were shooting people or killing people or whatever, they're absolved too of their sins. So they just don't add up to me. I just thought that was kind of funny. And I'm thinking, I mean, maybe there was something crazy in there and maybe she did do something really off the wall there, but I doubt it. That just wasn't her or Vincent, uh, her husband, Liz's dad. So I bring this up today because we were recording an episode of White Canes Connect earlier today. And we interviewed a couple of guys from imagination video books, and they are books that are, for now, for blind kids. And I say for now because basically what they do, a narrator reads a book, and then there's another person that describes the imagery of the cover, of any of the pictures inside. And I say for now it's for blind kids because right now that's who it's geared to because a sighted kid can have the book read to them and the person who's reading the book just show the picture. Or if the kid's old enough, they could read the book and look at the picture. But as I said to Richard and Chris today from Imagination Video Books, at some point, those are going to be something that everybody wants. I can just imagine as, I, as I'm thinking and Richard is describing how the cover of Goodnight Moon was described, and I think he was the one that said it, that described it in the, in the video. And it's, they do videos because, like me when I was a kid, I had enough vision to see enough of an image to know what it was. Now, there are some kids that see a little less, so they might see something, but not quite know what it is. And then, of course, there's blind kids who can't see anything, so you need that description, just like I would need the description now. So, and I bring this up because today when I'm interviewing him, Richard sounded just like Vincent, Liz's dad. And after we got done recording, I said to him, I said, we've talked a lot lately, my wife and I, about her family and how when she was growing up and things that went on because my mother-in-law had just died. And I said, you sound just like her dad who died around seven years ago. I said, it's unreal how close and similar your voices are. And I don't know that I have any kind of recordings of Liz's dad from far enough back where they would be similar because towards the end, he sounded old because he was old when he died. He was 88 and uh, the last year or two, he had just obviously slowed down some. So thinking back maybe 10 years before his death, these two guys sounded similar, and I'd love to compare the two, and I don't think that I can. But uh, so, again, going back to the funeral, after the funeral, of course, the funeral was sad, but I really believe having the bright colors on and having the school bus in the casket with Grandmere was something that made us smile a little bit. There were tears, of course, when we were talking about things. And, but it wasn't 
as bad as it could have been, I think. And the only thing I can attribute that to is all the colorful, cheery things. One person had on a Hawaiian shirt that I could even make out. So that tells you the contrast and, <laughs> and how bright it was. Margaret's husband had on something that was a, was a Hawaiian shirt, but was a little more muted. Again, there were ties, there were the lays and things like that. Liz had a very cheery dress on that had flowers on it. And Suzanne had a yellow dress on because she wore it because it made you think of a school bus. And if you didn't listen to last week's episode, Liz's mother loved school buses. Don't know why. She never drove one. I'm sure she drove in one. But she loved them, and she would watch for them out her window and get all excited when one would go by. So, sometimes it was a little weird. <laughs> but she loved it, and she she always made fun of it because of that. But the last conversation I had with her, as I mentioned last week, was on Easter, and she said, oh, there's not going to be school buses tomorrow because it's a holiday. And I said, no, I, I'm pretty sure there will be because I, I knew that Liz was going to work the next day at her school. And so I thought that there was a good chance she was going to see school buses that day. And I'm not 100% sure that she did, but I know that school was in session in her district where she lives, which isn't too far from where I'm recording here at Studio B. So I'll always think of that. And as we were driving from the church to the cemetery, of course, fittingly enough, a school bus was driving right next to us for a little bit. And also made us kind of laugh when it was riding there next to us. So it was a nice day and it was something that at the end when they finished up with the services, of course they gave out the, the flowers that you put on top. Some people put their lays on top. Now I didn't put mine on top because I wanted to save that and I'm going to get a command hook or put it on something here in Studio B because then every time I look at it, I will think of that day and I will think of uh, Grand Mare and think of all the time she babysat and all the things she did for us um, since Liz and I were married and, and even before, I guess. So it was, a it was a nice day and it turned out to be weather-wise, she would have been happy because <laughs> it was a nice day. She didn't have to give us any weather warnings or anything like that. Now we have plans for Mother's Day. Obviously, we have to visit both cemeteries where my mom is and where Felicia is. And I'm not sure I've mentioned this before, but we have this weird thing when we go to the cemetery, and we go a few times a year for each person. We go birthdays. We go for Father's Day for the dads, obviously, and Mother's Day now for the mothers. And there are on occasion that we will go on other days. I'm not quite sure what the other days are. I don't remember but I remember going more than just birthdays and Mother's Day and Father's Day. But when we go, we always take, as we've come to know it, an offering, which is a little weird, I think. It, at least it seems weirder at the Jewish cemetery where my folks are than where Liz's parents now both are, uh, which is Saints Peter and Paul in Springfield, where there are all sorts of things on graves over there. At Christmas time, somebody had an actual tree on their grave, uh, just all sorts of things. But we don't take things like that. We take things that will deteriorate. 
So it's food. When we went to make the funeral arrangements, and I don't remember if I mentioned this last week, when we were making the uh, arrangements at the cemetery, we had stopped on the way at Wawa. And again, I know that sounds funny if you're not from the Philadelphia area. Wawa is a convenience store in the Philadelphia area. They have around 750 stores, mostly in the Mid-Atlantic region. region. I know there's some in Florida and, and some up into New York, uh, maybe further up north now, but primarily uh, they are in the Philadelphia area. Uh, the first one was over right down the street from where Salon Supplies and Interiors was. That was store one uh, over on McDade Boulevard. And they were started when Wawa Dairy, which is out in Wawa, Pennsylvania, of course, <laughs> they couldn't get into the supermarkets back in the day. Most of the other milk companies would pay some sort of rebates, and Wawa would not. And none of the supermarkets would take their product because they wanted to get that money back. So we had stopped at Wawa primarily to get me a cup of tea that I could have while on our way to the cemetery and then drink while we were meeting with the guy about opening up the grave and so forth and so on. So I said to Liz, I said, you know, this would be a great time. We could get an actual cup of coffee for your dad. Liz's dad loved coffee. And as I mentioned last week, he, he had the nickname of Dean Caffeine to the point where I bought that domain name and we'll be developing it as a coffee site. I had another name and another website with content already on it and found out that what I had picked was trademarked. And before I get heavily involved in it, I wanted to move the content to another site before there's an issue. So Liz actually got a cup of coffee and we poured it on the grave after we met with the guy and then went over to look at the, the site where, uh, with the guy where Felicia was gonna be buried. And at this cemetery, they put two people in the same spot. So Liz's mother is in with Liz's father. And once the guy got in his car and drove back to the office <laughs> from the area where the grave was, and this, this cemetery is huge. There's a whole road system through it. Uh, I have a few friends that have parents buried there. Liz's grandparents are buried there. Liz's aunt is buried there. And it's just huge. And it's just unbelievable how big it is. I'm thinking about the cemetery where my parents are, and it's a little, wouldn't even be one whole section of this cemetery. It's just huge. So we did that. After the guy drove away, Liz went back to the car and got the cup of coffee. Uh, and we've taken coffee over there before, but it usually was unbrewed. It was, you know, from a pod or something like that. So this time he got a full cup. <laughs> and when we got to the graveside during the funeral, obviously it's the first time that that grave has been opened up since Grandpere was buried there. And I said to Liz, even though Grandmere's casket was up on top, there was still some space around. And I said to her, I said, you know, we should have brought another cup of coffee because this one would have definitely got to him. <laughs> and the one thing that was funny when we were dumping the uh, coffee, when Liz was dumping the coffee um, in the area around, around Grandpere's grave, was, was it smelled so good. Uh, and that was something that I remembered when my mom died 
one of the things we did, instead of shovel the dirt on top, we sprinkled, we each had a coffee pot of the kind that she loved for the Keurig, and we sprinkled that on top after the casket was lowered. And it just smelled so good with, again, there were four people at my mom's funeral, uh, Liz and myself and the kids. And I asked the rabbi after I said, was that a little weird? He said, oh, no, if she loved coffee. And, and he actually even talked about it during the service uh, because we had met with him and told him about her and everything that she liked and didn't like and so forth and so on. So, so he knew and... Um, it was just, it was just nice. And same thing. It wasn't, while it wasn't as festive, uh, with the Hawaiian shirts and stuff, my mom's funeral was still nice because I will always remember sprinkling, the, <laughs> sprinkling the coffee there. And that's what we usually take from my mom because she loved coffee as much as she loves air. And it's just kind of funny. And Liz's dad was that way as well. Now we know come Mother's Day, this Monday, uh, this Sunday coming up, that what we're going to take for Liz's mom, and for my mom. One of the things that Liz's mother loved was on occasion, usually in the summer when Liz was not working because of school, we would go to lunch with her at a Chinese place in a nearby town called Brookhaven, where I had a video store, where I had the West Coast video. And we would go there, and Jacob wasn't into Chinese food at that point, so he and... Liz's dad would go to a place right next door that had chicken fingers and fries, and the fries were awesome. They were the hand-cut, basically chopping uh, uh, a baked potato into eighths and breading them and then frying them. So good. I, I forget what they called them there. But if I went, I would usually go with Jacob and Vincent, and then after we were done, because we were always done before Liz and Jane and Margaret and Felicia, we would then go next door and usually get there in time for dessert, which was always good timing. But one time we went there, and the place is called Wing Hing. One time we went there, and we're finishing up, and we were there, I don't know, an hour, hour and a half. Liz's mother says to us, oh, I've got some ice cream in the car for you. Again, it was summer. It was in the trunk. I don't think it was a super hot day. But it was an hour to an hour and a half in the car in the summer, and it was in the 80s if it wasn't in the 90s. It wasn't the beginning of summer. It was summer. So I don't think we ever even opened that ice cream because it was like milk. You could hear it in, <laughs> inside the carton. So on Sunday, we are going to take an egg roll. We're going to cut it in half because Grandmere would eat probably half. I don't think she would eat the whole one. And and she was famous for that. She would, if she went to, let's say, McDonald's or Wendy's or whatever, and they got burgers or something, she would cut it in half and eat half. And as she got older, sometimes they'd cut it in quarters and she'd eat a quarter and then eat a quarter the next day <laughs> and then eat a quarter the next day and things like that. Uh, so we're going to take half for Grammaire and then we're going to take half for my mom because my mom also loved egg rolls and we always went to a Chinese place with her uh, until the one that she loved so much, which was right down the street on uh, from where she lived, uh, out in Glen Mills, until they closed. And she st we still got egg rolls sometimes, but they weren't as good as this one place. And she did also love Wing Hing because they used to live around the corner from that before they moved out to Glen Mills, my mom and dad. 
So we will take in the other half of the egg roll, <laughs> take it to my mom's, and we'll put mustard on it because she loved to not just dip the mustard on, she liked to cover it in the mustard and then eat it that way. And uh, so that's what, that's what they're getting on. That's what their Mother's Day gift is <laughs> this Sunday. So if you go to an, a cemetery, if you go to either Saints Peter and Paul or the Ohev Shalom Cemetery, and that's also in Brookhaven, uh, Ohev, uh, Peter and Paul are not. Like I said, Springfield, I believe. Uh, there will be an egg roll on, or a half an egg roll, and, and hopefully some wild animal will come and take it and eat it and enjoy it. I, I'm sure the one <laughs> with the mustard on will not get eaten by a wild animal, maybe by ants after the mustard dries, who knows. But something's going to eat it, I'm sure, because it's we never put anything down in a wrapper or leave a cup because it's basically, that'd be like littering. But I know it's weird, but that that's our plans <laughs> for Mother's Day. Uh, I'm hoping Liz is able to get through it because it, it has been a little tough for her at times. So hopefully things are okay and uh, she will have an enjoyable Mother's Day. Jane is still down. She took the whole week in staying here for the week. She's been working from home today and tomorrow will work from here again and then head back uh, late Sunday afternoon. And so we'll have lunch Sunday uh, and then we will take her to the train and she'll head back to New York and I guess things will get back to fairly normal around here. Liz was off for a few days because of the, her mom's death, but um, she went back to work this week after Tuesday after the funeral, and uh, the funeral was Monday, as I said. So Tuesday she went back and back in the fairly normal swing of things. Ziggy's back to only one walk a day. When when Liz is off, he gets two walks on the weekends. He gets a walk in the morning and at night. And, uh, but during the week, only the nighttime walk after dinner, which once Liz is done school, I'll start to join them on once it's lighter, longer, and I have some more time on the computer. So it has been nice having Jane home because I was able to get a few more things done. I was able to edit another podcast and, um, White Canes Connect this week is a Mother's Day episode, uh, coming out tomorrow because I don't think I'm going to get it done today. Uh, we talked to a family who's mom, Christine, went blind about eight years ago and the differences it's had on the family and what goes on. And uh, there's three generations. There's Christine and then her kids. And her kids are adults now. One is 33 and one is 20. And the 33-year-old has a few kids. So we talk about that. And uh, again, that'll drop tomorrow. Next week's episode, as I mentioned, will be uh, Richard and Chris from uh, imagination video books, which again, they had a lot of great information. Lisa and I were both very excited after we spoke with them because they're looking for blind and visually impaired voice artists to do narration and do voiceover and things like that. So it kind of was inspiring for both of us to get working on a way to be able to handle a script and speak in in a normal tone, uh, I've been doing, I used to do it in high school because I couldn't read a teleprompter and we did a show. It was very brief. We only did it for a few weeks. We did a morning show. Uh, I, I want to say it was around 15 minutes long. I, I don't remember how long it was. Again, it wasn't yesterday. In fact, it was 40 years ago. <laughs> so it was basically the announcements, the morning announcements, but uh, at the beginning of lunch. And... Um, 
go over some other news items and things like that, but I couldn't read any kind of teleprompter. And of course I couldn't read a script. I could write the script and read it if I held it real close. But of course it was TV and you don't want to have a piece of paper over your face. Although maybe people would watch more if they didn't see my face. So what I would do to practice, I would listen to, if you're old enough, you remember when you used to call WE61212 to get the weather. And so I would constantly call that all day long. And my, it made my dad nervous because he thought we were going to get charged <laughs> charged for that. But I would do it at any moment. I would say, oh, let me practice right now. And it was, I don't know, the weather was like 30 seconds or a minute long. And I would pick up the phone and I'd dial the number, sometimes on a rotary dial, if you remember what those were like. And I would then hold the microphone away from my face so I wouldn't hear myself talking. And then the lady would come on and say, this is your weather forecast from... Bell Atlantic. And I think it was called Bell Atlantic at that time. And I would repeat everything. Current relative humidity at 4 p.m. is blah, blah, blah. And I would just repeat that. And <laughs> I just remember my mom getting so tired of me doing that. She said, I, go do that somewhere else. I already know the weather now. You've done it four times. I know it and so forth and so on. So I used to practice that way. There wasn't the internet to practice. And the one thing about doing the weather and doing it that way, it was the same thing. If you called 10 minutes after the hour, let's say it was 10 after four, you would have that same one for up until five o'clock, usually or a little past five. They usually put it on right after the top of the hour. So I could just, it would be the same thing. And it was good to have the same thing because when you have a script, obviously that's not changing and it could stay the same and you would get it down. If you messed up the first time, it would be fine. And the one, the one thing I didn't have when we did the show in the morning, when I was in high school, it was live. So I didn't have, I couldn't say, oh, well, let me do that again. It was, it was live. I had to, I, I had a little, um, handheld, something that you used to, if you remember back in the day, it had a little micro cassette, was something like a doctor would use to, uh, dictate a letter or something like that, or to take notes, uh, that would then get typed into, I guess with a typewriter back then, I don't know. <laughs> And um, so I couldn't go back. I, I could pause it if I messed up or hit the rewind button. It had a rewind button where you could rewind, start and stop very easily. And I actually, I may still even have that. I don't think I can get the cassettes for it anymore, though. And that's what I'm, if I want to do, use something like that, I'd have to get something that's tactile. But I'm going to try it with my computer to do it. And so I can record right into it and hear it with voiceover. Because unlike back then, Back then, I wrote the script and would then speak the script by holding it close to my face and record it into this recorder and then just listen to myself. And I would do the inflections as I wanted to do them. With the computer, I won't be able to do it that way. So I'm going to have to add a little bit of life to it. So I'm interested to see how that goes. And we asked Chris today if he could send us a sample script over of something that he's done, if, if he could share um, something just so we can practice with that. And uh, I'm looking forward to practicing and doing that and, and then maybe doing some sort of voiceover work like that. So we'll see how that goes. I will keep you updated on that, I'm sure. <laughs> but I really do appreciate you listening to episode 178. It's hard to believe it's been that many episodes of the I Can't See You podcast, but this has been episode 178. I really do appreciate you listening. Please remember to rate and review, share the episode with any friends or family who you think may find it 
interesting or entertaining. If you have questions, comments, show ideas, please reach out. I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call 646-926-6350. You have up to three minutes. You can leave a question, a comment, show ideas, a rating, a review, whatever you want to leave. A tip like Frank did. And again, thanks to Frank for calling that in a couple of weeks ago. I do appreciate that. And anything you've got, please continue to share with us. And uh, I'd love to hear from you. It would be great to get you on an upcoming episode. Show notes for this episode with links will be available at icantseeyou.com slash 178. Remember, I can't see you sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I-C-A-N-T-C-U.com slash 178. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Be well, stay safe, and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the I Can't See You podcast with David. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends.